0: Um, getting back to yeah, mental health. Uh-huh. I really hope that as time progresses, that people become more aware that it's not just adults <laughs> that deal with it.
1: to What the F is Happening. It's Amanda, Laura, and our special guest, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Special like Benthel, not special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: always special. He's our special
1: <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to sign off this episode. Um, so happy month of May. May, uh, April showers bring May flowers. It is spring. Spring has sprung. And Except Florida's drunk.
2: <laughs> and May flowers bring pilgrims.
1: So if that doesn't help your mental health I don't know what will (laughs) So you may not know that the month of May Is Mental Health Awareness Month So we're going to use Our platform This episode to talk about Mental health awareness And uh, everybody in this room has struggled with mental health In some way, shape, or form Um, I am the lovely owner uh, Or the owner of some lovely I, don't, I mean, I feel like I am lovely. Um, <laughs> depression and anxiety. Mm. <clears throat> Same. Yay.
2: Same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think you're the only one that, that's not medicated.
2: I get paid for it,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. And no, I'm not medicated, but I did have to go to a lot of therapy. Yeah. Uh, Everybody shake them if you got
0: them. Medication, <laughs> medication and therapy. I got my Zoloft and my something else.
1: I don't know anything. I just thought I was supposed to
0: take it. <laughs> no, we are. Yeah, we definitely. Uh, we
1: don't hide the crazy in our house. Yeah. I mean, there was talks when I first started doing therapy that maybe I would need to be on something, but you know, my therapist was like, let's just see how the therapy works out for you first, mm-hmm. because I hadn't, it wasn't really, I think there can be different causes for depression and anxiety. Oh yeah. And I do think that you can be born with it. I do think you can be in a life situation that causes it. Right. And I think that mine was just my current life situation that had caused it, um, I was in a very toxic relationship when I was 18 and, um, 17, 18, like last year of high school. And I didn't realize how depressed I had gotten. And, um, you know, it was one of those relationships where like, I felt trapped. I would try and break up with them and they would threaten to kill themselves. Yep. Um, very manipulative, narcissistic, gaslighting, you know, the whole nine, because, you know, go big or go home. Right. So Those the fun ones, right? <laughs> yeah, so I started going to therapy. My parents are like, "We made you an appointment. You don't have to go, but you have to go." Kind of situation. Um, oh, if you guys listened to uh, a previous episode and you heard us talking about the man in the parking lot, well, he's back—the shirtless guy walking across the parking lot in cargo shorts and Crocs <laughs> With the big beer belly.
2: Sounds about right.
0: <laughs> Chuck, get back in here! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: we are
1: supposed to be on this episode. <laughs>
2: right
1: here. Uh, Anyway, sorry. (laughs) No, that guy has hair.
2: Yeah, I have hair on my (laughs) face. Right. (laughs) He has
1: hair on his head and no hair on his face. (laughs) You guys are opposites. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I started, my parents are like, you know, you don't have to go to therapy, but you do have to go to
2: therapy.
1: (laughs) Um, Basically, like, just try out Try it out one time. If you hate it, then we won't make you do it again. And I was like, okay, fine. That's a fine compromise. So I went, and so I met my wonderful therapist, Lindsay. And um, she was, like, very sweet, very welcoming. She was, like, hashtag relatable. So, (laughs) you know, I felt really comfortable talking to her, and I just kind of, like, word-bombed all over her, everything that had been happening. And um, an hour was, like... Plenty of time, but also, like, not nearly enough of time. Right. And so I was like, okay, so same time next week? (laughs) And she was like, let me check. She's like, yeah, that works for me. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. So then I, you know, came out of my appointment and got in mom's car. And she's like, how'd it go? I said, it went well. I'm going to go back next week. Same time. Same day, same time. Same bad place, same bad channel. (laughs) (laughs) Same bad time. And she was like, okay, sounds... Sounds good, and then, you know, like, after that one session and realizing how much I had been bottling up, I realized how much I needed to not do that, and I I made a conscious decision <laughs> at that point to not do that again. Amanda's giving a look at her husband.
2: Like, <laughs> well, I bottle things open, well, keep it bottled open until, I explode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, not so much <laughs> anymore, but
0: definitely in the past (laughs) and I don't I didn't mine started with postpartum after I had Colton um
1: postpartum depression yeah and
0: um if you guys listened to our previous episode I had a c-section with him and it was really kind of a tough go when I came out of all of that and I think that kind of contributed to it but after dealing with all of that I think that it kind of pulled out some of things, some of things from like my childhood, mm-hmm. um, which really kind of surfaced things that I I had been had tugged away. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, that I I was. Um,
1: you like you know if you the thing is like when you bottle up emotions, you can keep them bottled up. Eventually, you will be forced to face them and deal with them whether that be in a setting like therapy where you choose right. to do it or the emotions need to find a way out and they find a way out and it's not pretty um right and then you know sometimes you don't realize that a lot of the things or some of the things that happened to you in childhood could cause trauma and now in your adult life as you're like working on yourself or you go through different life experiences you're like oh yeah that's kind of triggering and it's triggering because of this thing that right. happened when i was a kid like my mom and all of her siblings are very passive aggressive very non-confrontational and it is because my grandmother was very confrontational so you know sometimes it has to do with your star sign and you know oh i'm a leo so i'm very confrontational but also it's just the fact that um you know, sometimes you're passive aggressive because you dealt with a parent who was very aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah, and I think
0: that's where some of mine comes from,
1: because of, um, you know, just being afraid. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing to trigger that parent, and then yeah, and you then, get a, a response. Well,
0: and then I think that at, at one point though, that all of those things that did service, um, some of it I projected on our relationship, which was, um, you know,
1: not the best thing to do <laughs> right.
2: because you know it's not his, it's not his fault <laughs> no <laughs> me I, I definitely uh i definitely was born with uh, my mental health issues and, and then growing up some things happened that contributed to it and it is what it is
1: you know i don't want to like stay a stereotype but in my life personally i have i feel like i've seen a lot of Men with mental health issues are the ones that end up being in the military or end up being police officers. Ironically, you did both.
2: Yes, and sometimes mental health issues come from being in those career fields, being in the military, those who Oh, for
1: sure, because you see things that you're really not meant to see. Those things were never supposed to be seen, never supposed to happen.
2: Right. And uh, the law enforcement corrections, you, again there, you see and deal deal with things Mm -hmm. that normal people never ever see in their lifetime and you're dealing with it daily
0: right and you have to interact with people that are not good people yes i mean you want to talk about people with mental health issues
2: i've seen some people with real mental health issues
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah there's a few a few stories there yeah Yeah. i mean then you get into like things like schizophrenia
2: and oh yeah Now, when people say, oh, I'm crazy, you're like, okay, sure, whatever. But when they take a handful of poop and they start eating it, that's when you go, okay, yeah, you're definitely crazy. <laughs>
1: you're
0: you're <laughs> insane. Gross. Insane
2: in the brain. <laughs> insane in the brain.
0: Yeah, and I know that there are people out there that think that um, mental health is something that you can make go away or that it's it's not a big deal or it's not any of this. But I mean, Or like,
1: I don't have... Enough of a mental health issue to need help. Right. Like, it's it's not that bad.
0: And I'm going to tell you that it is something that is... It it can be genetic. It's a chemical imbalance in your body. It's where your body overproduces or underproduces and doesn't absorb the, the chemicals that the brain is producing properly. It's not something that you can make go away. Some people can combat it with therapy. Some people have to combat it with medication. It just depends on the severity right. of
1: it. And you know, it's it's not like I went to therapy, oh, and now I'm cured, I don't need therapy anymore. It's just the, the things that I learned in therapy um, are things I have to implement on a daily basis okay. to prevent myself from spiraling. I went from having one tiny thought of, um, what's the word I'm looking for that starts with a D, where, Say bad things to yourself. Defamation. No. So close. So close. Um. Uh, it'll come to me, and I'll say it later. Um. I will. Self-deprecation. self-deprecation that's okay.
2: what it is Okay. not defecate,
1: but... <laughs> <Yeah, not> defecate. <laughs> self-deprecation me while I defecate <laughs> self-deprecation is okay as long as you're doing it in the proper uh, facilities, facilities. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so like self-deprecation where like I would have one thought and then it would like lead to another thought and then I would just find myself spiraling and then I'd be crying and then I'd have a panic attack and I wouldn't know how to stop having a panic attack I literally would just have to go like, lay in bed and like force myself to fall asleep like just lay there until i slept because and then i would be so exhausted and then the rest of my week would be ruined because i was so much exhausted so i've just learned now that when i say something mean about myself to myself i make myself say at least one thing i try and do two things like you know like (laughs) double it and give it to the next person kind of thing um say something nice about myself. Right, to balance it out. Right. And then it distracts me from that negative thought that I just had, and now I have a positive way of thinking. Yeah, or when I, you go
2: to therapy and you come out of that therapy session mm-hmm. going, okay, geez, I really need therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
0: there, I mean, and there are tools that you learn by going to therapy, but you also can not expect yourself to always be in the right frame of mind to implement those tools. Right. We all have bad days, whether you have mental health issues or not, but when you have mental health issues and you're having a bad day, it kind of just over-exaggerates things at times where you... I forgot to do this. Oh, that makes me a bad mom. Oh, that makes me, I'm a bad mom. That makes me a bad wife. That makes me this. That makes me that. And you spiral, like you said, into one of those places. And, you know, nothing is worse, I'm going to be honest, than having a kid that deals with it. Um, I'm
1: sure it's hard as a parent to watch your kid do that to themselves. Well, and we had no
0: idea um, with Kelsey. It started in second grade, which normally when you have a toddler and you take a toddler to daycare, they cry and they don't want to go.
1: Right. It's normal. Yeah. And then usually when you're gone for like five minutes and you're like, ooh, sparkly things or toys or Play-Doh and then they're fine.
0: Right. And we never had those issues um, (coughs) in pre-K. We didn't have any issues in kindergarten, not any issues in first grade. And then next thing you know, we're partway through second grade and um, she's literally like hiding behind the couch. Like he would have, he would have to get up after working all night and coming home, he would either have to get up or stay up and sit in the back seat to keep her in the car. Like that's how bad it was and here we are thinking at first we're like what you know you need to stop over exaggerating what's you know what's your problem then it goes to is somebody hurting you is somebody picking on you right. is a teacher being mean to you like what what is happening and um she had no explanation whatsoever um and then there was one morning that Chuck took her to school.
2: And she was yelling, kicking, and screaming. I had to physically, forcefully, not forcefully, but I had to pick her up and pull her out of the car and she fought me the whole way.
0: Yeah, and then she went running out of the school. Yelling, kicking, and screaming. She went running out the front door and she jumped into a car that looked like his car Mm -hmm. because it was unlocked. And thank God, the school resource officer, who was amazing, amazing, um, was literally right behind her mm-hmm. and he was like, this isn't your car, you know, come with me, we're gonna talk um, and it was at that point that we're like, what is going on? So we got her into counseling and we found out at that point she was dealing with some severe anxiety um, that started out as separation anxiety like she had that irrational fear that we were gonna leave her at school and it was gonna happen to us and she'd never see us again and that's how it, how it all started with her um, and and uh, she went through this, and this is going to sound, I can laugh at it now, and I'm sure you you can laugh at it now too, but she went through this period of time, like anytime we got food from somewhere that
2: wasn't at home. She thought it was poison.
0: She would make us taste it first. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember you telling yes, me that. Yes, if she had a drink, she would literally inspect it to make sure that the seal was not broken And she still would want one of us to taste it first because she was afraid that there was something wrong with it. She was afraid there was drugs in it. She was afraid it was poison. uh, The the
2: drugs started with the, when they do the red, 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 women.
0: (laughs) no. No, but he didn't, he wasn't thinking about it. And we had actually taken the kids to her treating and he wasn't thinking about it. And Kelsey had pulled a lollipop out of her bag and opened it which normally, you know, you're always like, you tell your kids we're going to check in when we get home, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, he wasn't even thinking. And he's like, well, what if there's drugs in it? This kid freaked the fuck out, launched the lollipop wherever it went, and went screaming to me. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you do that? And he's like, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> but yeah, she, I mean, and like I said, in our house, we don't, we don't, we don't make a big deal out of it. Like, we don't.
1: Right. And I think that... I mean, there's there's a difference between seeing what's happening and then treating the issue. Mm-hmm. And, like, coddling the issue. Like, my kid can't do this or do that or, or you know participate in whatever because they've got this mental health issue or
2: or this tiptoeing around the person because you're afraid to set them off
1: right yeah and there is there is a stipulation
0: with kelsey if there's something that shows um um certain types of drug-related episodes or violence um she's offered the opportunity to excuse herself just because it is kind of triggering for her. Right. But um, other than that, I mean, um, but no, I think the thing that kills me though is that there are so many kids, especially these days, that struggle with mental health issues and parents chalk it up to it's just hormones or it's just nothing or you're over-exaggerating and I feel like those things when they are said it's telling those kids they're not allowed to have these emotions and they're not allowed to have these Well, I
1: mean that was like a big thing when I was a kid I was very you know what you would call over emotional and I got called a crybaby but you know I'm as a third grader I didn't have hormones yet I wasn't going through puberty yet I was just sensitive and You know, something happened to me this past week with a a certain family member, and this particular family member, when I was little, would tell me that I need to stop being so sensitive, I was being overdramatic, I should just calm down, and you know, now I'm an adult, and I'm like past all that, and I'm totally okay with feeling and experiencing my emotions and riding that wave because I know that if I need to cry, I will cry it out for five minutes and I will go excuse myself or whatever, do it by myself for five minutes, cry it out, wash my face, and I'm good to go. I feel a lot better. So instead of suppressing those emotions, I just ride the wave. and. That's perfectly fine for me to do that. And I understand mm-hmm. that. So when people tell me not to cry, I'm like, it's okay that I'm crying. I'm just going to cry it hey, out and it'll be okay. What is a big deal with crying? I can't handle crying. But what,
2: <laughs> what, I <can't> do it.
1: <laughs> what really upset me though is that the same family member who said this to me when I was a little girl, we had like a family gathering and there was a little boy who's sitting next to me. He got embarrassed and he started crying. And this family member started saying, oh, it's so sweet that he's so tender hearted. And, um, you know, it's so nice that he can um, allow himself to, to feel those emotions and express his emotions. And I, it took everything in me not to be like, where was that kind of support when I was his age? Well, is this being said because he's a boy? Right. Like, so it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay for boys to feel emotions. We need more... Emotion, you know, men who know how to process their emotions. But if you're a woman or you're a girl who's crying, oh, you're, you're so dramatic, you're such a crybaby. It's just, I got told all my life that I needed to have thicker skin. I mean, in a way there's a difference between having a thick skin and having emotions. You can still be thick skinned and experience emotions. Right, and you know, if somebody says something to me that upset me, I'm allowed to feel that way. I'm allowed to cry about it. What I'm not allowed to do is tell that person that they're shitty because they didn't know that that would hurt my feelings. Well, and
0: there's also, I mean, crying about it is not a bad thing. But like you said, you you pull yourself together and you get back on the right track.
1: Right. It's not like I'm crying for the um for attention or anything half the time when i'm crying you don't even know that i'm crying until you actually see the tear like fall down my cheek i don't make any noise when i cry i don't hyperventilate you know unless i'm having a panic attack in that case nice. i'm going home <laughs> i was gonna say unfortunately most of mine come in the form of like i feel
0: that at the edge of the, the panic and yeah and mm-hmm. i just i go take a shower and cry it out mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to cry it in the shower, so. Well,
1: and you know, I've also noticed that my panic attacks tend to be non-existent when I allow myself to have that, like, five-minute cry, Um, and then, you know, sometimes you have those days where, like, you know that you need a good cry, but you just can't seem to, like, let it happen, Mm -hmm. so I have a movie, it's called The Lovely Bones, when I need a good cry, I watch that movie, and I sob or if I'm in the car like not driving cause it's not good to do that way of driving there's a song by Ally and AJ you guys know how much I love Ally and AJ it's called Stomach I hate you um, <laughs> this has become an inside joke that I like did not sign up for
0: um please take my name off the list
1: <laughs> and um the song is called Stomach and that song is just very relatable to me um and, uh, when we get to the bridge where they say nothing I do makes it better. Then I'm like, that makes me like scream cry. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I think if I needed to watch a movie to cry, it would be my girl. I haven't seen that one.
0: Oh, and she goes up to the, co- the casket and she's like, where's his glasses? He can't see, he needs his glasses. And he's like, you know, he's laying there all dead and stuff. But
1: yeah, maybe I, I think I get the reference. Yeah. She's like he
0: needs his glasses. I can't see without his glasses. Honey, he's dead. You he can't see at all.
1: <laughs> As you're like, no, he's dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I also feel like mental health issues have become Like, I feel like there's more and more people who have mental health issues. I don't know if it's like more than what's been in the past or if now it's just more like socially acceptable to talk about it.
2: I think it's because now it's just more socially acceptable to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, from a a man's point of view, I was always thought, always told that "Eh, suck it up, drive on, deal with it later, just to, Continue your mission. Do what you need to do. Don't worry about how you're feeling. Just get the job done and everything. Uh, Right. You don't
1: have to have no emotions to be a man's man. But unfortunately, in
0: our generation...
1: That's what what was taught. Right. And Mm -hmm.
0: generations before us is... Men are supposed to be the strong ones. They weren't supposed to...
1: They're the head of the house, Right. They're not allowed They're, to do this. They're yeah, not You're the to leader. Do you have to be strong for everybody else. Right. But in a marriage... You're, I mean, it's just so contradictory. Because in marriage, you're taught that it's a partnership. That, you know, you give 100%. I'll give 100%. And together, you know, we, we can lean on each other. And then that way, when somebody can't give 100%, the other person can compensate for it. You see, and I think that part
0: of ours situation was that we got married very young, but then we both had our own issues that we had never dealt with. Yeah. So it was hard as we started growing. Yeah. Um, You know, growing, basically growing up and taking on the world and yeah. just, you know, different things coming out from both of us. It was just, it was a hard, a hard situation.
1: It's not... But you definitely are part of the min- minority, in my opinion, at this time, because... You guys actually decided that you were going to work on your marriage and figure out a way to make it work. Decided that you still love each other and you wanted it to work <laughs> <laughs> instead of just getting divorced.
2: She hasn't threatened to kill me yet. To me yet. But today's not over. Right. I know. It's actually, been,
0: listen, it's actually. been it, I, It's actually been a while since I have threatened to kill you. <laughs> I'm,
1: yeah, I mean, oh, I don't threaten to kill him anymore. I just want to hate him.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I always say I'm worth more dead.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, but some other what?
2: asshole's going to live real nice. No. <laughs> Listen,
0: I have seen what Laura goes through in the dating pool. And if anything ever happened to you, it's not God forbid, pool. it's a dating it would be, swamp. Right. If God forbid, if anything ever happened to you, it would literally just be me and the kids. Like, forget that dating thing. It will never happen. I will just stay single for the rest of my
2: life. <laughs> I'd stay single too because nobody could ever replace you, babe.
1: Aww, Aww beautiful queen. <laughs> she doesn't have to be replaced.
2: <laughs> okay, I've become a man more.
0: Awkward silence. <laughs> and the truth shall set you free. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I also feel like
1: it's a lot easier for men to date because, like, the... The bar is set so low now, if I just find a guy who's like somewhat nice to me, I'm like, marry me, may have my babies. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. But that's what I'm saying, like, cause the bar's so low that like now all you have to do is just be nice. Because men aren't nice. Well, that's- you know,
2: we're nice. Just you gotta be The men be that nice I date
1: are no. not nice. Right. The men in her in her age group
2: are well, not Pick different men. <laughs>
1: Listen, Listen, I'm
2: trying. I went to a
1: party last night, but unfortunately, they're all too freaking young for me. I'm not dating a guy that's four years younger than me. Yeah,
0: I don't blame you there. No. No, no, no. No. They're still... They're
1: dumb and immature at my age. Why would I go backwards? <laughs> go up
2: there. <laughs>
1: it, 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 all my friends are like younger than me, so all of their friends are younger than me.
2: So you need some older friends.
1: Well, you are my older friends. Where the heck are your single friends? I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not
2: single. I don't hang out with single people.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> well, and the couple that the couple of them that we do know that are uh, oh, single are really kind of on the old end for you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at this point,
2: I'm like a sugar daddy. Just somebody who's nice to me. I'll take a sugar
1: mama. Shit. <laughs> You're still married. Sweet Jesus.
2: <laughs> she can pay our bills.
0: I mean some Mm -hmm. days she could have you.
1: (laughs) I can only imagine those finds. it's like, I'm sick of you. What you just go see your sugar mom.
0: (laughs) So I remember the first time you texted me that you were going to a job in the villages, and I said, watch out for the old cougars. And the next thing you know, he texted me, he goes, Wait, it's a it's a trailer park outside the villages. Never mind. (laughs) Never
1: mind. (laughs) (laughs) And I
0: said, even better
1: <laughs> uh, in the villages you have to watch out for those golf carts oh yeah and the scrunchies not the scrunchies the lupas I've, I've seen a
2: couple of lupas <laughs> like hmm, I wonder what they do or what, or what they don't do
1: <laughs> right the, the list of what they don't do would probably be shorter
0: talk about mental health issues do you know no I know nothing
2: <laughs> I only know what I've been told I know.
0: <laughs> that doctors used to try to cure women's mental health issues
1: mm-hmm.
0: with orgasms. Yes, yes I, knew that. I did know that. That's freaking nuts. Like, if that fixed it. I'd be golden, man. Right. <laughs> Me and
1: my vibrator, we'd be good but to okay. go. Right. I, I, mean, I don't need medicine. I just need just a Just <laughs> <laughs> boyfriend. Yes. I was going to say, meet Lindsay
0: 2.0. <laughs> no, and then when I took um, abnormal psych, they we had to watch a video of how they used to do a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Disgusting.
2: Ice pick and a hammer.
0: Yes. What's a lobotomy. <laughs> Where they take, they separate part of the lobe in the frontal lobe of the brain mm-hmm. that's supposedly what's causing the mental health issue. But they go through the eye socket, You're basically women. with an ice pick and a hammer. And they have to judge how far in it would go. But I mean, we're talking like way back, like in the with like the 20s and 30s. And, and before the they had any kind of anesthetic. But itself. yes, but yeah, yes. So we had to watch a video on it and I'm like...
1: I'm not looking. I'm not looking. This is what
0: they thought fixed mental illness. That an electrosho- electroshock oh, therapy. Oh, yeah. I know that about the yeah. This is This is going to fix you. Let me just fry your brain a little more. Uh,
2: that's what made uh, Hemingway's depression worse was the electroshock therapy.
0: Yeah. I mean, how in the world? What do you just... You think it's going to reprogram the brain? It's not the freaking heart. You can't
2: just give it a jump
1: start.
0: Right. And you're not going to fuzz it to where it does something it's supposed to do. It's a chemical imbalance you idiots. You're not going to fix a chemical imbalance yeah. with electric shock.
1: I mean, that's America though, right? Or like Europe. Europe and America? Yeah. Like I wonder what they did in that time in like the far east for mental health. They probably just denied denied, denied. <laughs> you're not crazy. You're fine. good. Oh, you want to to eat that thing that you're not supposed to eat, you want to eat it alive, um, you might be a little... No, we won't say it. No, no, just go, just go do it in your house. So nobody else sees you. Right. Maybe they thought
2: they're just possessed.
1: Out of sight, out of mind. Oh, yeah, I yes. mean, it could be. Huh? That, you know, I feel like that was, like, a bigger... Like, made to be a bigger issue than it really is when I was a kid. That, like, like demons and, and being possessed by a demon and you know this is why you need Jesus in your heart so okay, that way you can resistant. that way you can be protected against Satan my head's gonna
0: spin around to 360
1: degrees and um
0: I'm going to eat a brain <laughs> is that what the demon sounds I like? guess <laughs> <laughs> is he a zombie? <laughs> zombie demon Eh. (laughs) the next movie horror movie zombie (laughs) demon listen Hollywood it's my idea
1: (laughs) yeah this time we're not taking 5% we're taking 75% yeah right my idea zombie demons
2: zombie demons from hell sounds like a Rob Zombie album
0: (laughs) oh my gosh that would be terrible Okay. It really would. You were like, thinking about mental them, like, health issues. You see them, like, pop up out of the ground, <laughs> and they're, like, zombies, but then they have, like, little demon horns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what I said? What, mental health issues? I said talk about some mental health issues. Well, you no know one. That's because they need brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet Rob Zombie. <laughs> oh. He's actually a very intelligent man. Well,
1: I said he had mental health issues, not that he had no brain. <laughs> mm. I've got mental health issues, but I'm smart.
2: I have mental health issues and I'm smart. Ish. Depends on who you ask.
0: I have mental health issues and I am not smart. (laughs) You are smart. (laughs) The amount of knowledge I have the dumb. (laughs) The amount
1: of knowledge you have in your noggin about the human body has Mm-mm.
2: I have other knowledge. I think that that's... Just say something stuff.
1: nice about yourself right now.
0: I I'm like gorgeous. C.T. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. Try again. I have nice nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have
0: nice
1: nose? I have nice nose. You do have nice nose. nose. <laughs> Make all the boy noses go... Huh. I going
0: to say... <laughs> 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 No. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's part of my problem is that my brain sometimes does not connect to the mouth mm-hmm. and it's processing things so quickly. They try to come out and they don't come out. The correctly. mouth
1: cannot keep up with right. the brain yet, because you're smart. It's verbal diarrhea. Your brain just works that fast because you're smart. Your verbal diarrhea.
0: Yeah. But- <laughs> exactly. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes um getting back to yeah mental health Uh uh-huh i really hope that as time progresses that people become more aware that it's not just adults that deal with it right you know i feel like that sometimes as adults we forget that kids have bad days we forget that kids are allowed to experience stress they're allowed to experience emotions they're
1: like brand new and most of the emotions that they're experiencing they're experiencing them for the first time um in this stage of their life you know like when you're a kid you develop so rapidly and to expect them to just know how to process and experience their emotions intelligently is unrealistic Right. So you're
0: not allowed to get angry. You're not allowed to have stress. You're not allowed to feel that way. You're a kid. Your life is easy. Right. But that's not the case. Oh, my gosh.
1: That's, like, the the thing I hate the most is, like, you know, I'm having a, a rough day. Like, I'm just kind of feeling depressed. Oh, well, you're too young to be depressed. What do you have to be depressed and stressed about? Your life is probably so easy right now. And it's, like... The world I'm living in right now is the world that your generation created for me. And it freaking sucks.
2: Everybody is different. Everybody, the, I think of it as like a cup. Everybody's cup is a different size. And one person may may have a 12-ounce cup. And the other person may have...
1: Like a shot a, glass. Uh, yeah, a shot <laughs> glass.
2: And the person with a 12-ounce cup can handle more more stress than the person with the shot glass. Well, And, and also
1: <laughs> in that way, it takes less for the shot glass person for their cup to be overflowing right and then so like it's it's easy for them to find appreciation in the small things and you know not that their life is easier they just have an easier way of having a better outlook on life where the person with the 12 ounce glass probably has some mental blocks where they are not able to process Like they don't have that kind of thought process,
0: so just tuck it in the cup until they have to process it, right? Kind of
2: thing. And different people will handle different situations differently. I mean, I myself, I've seen, I've seen people die. I've done CPR on people before that have made it, that have not made it. I've seen people commit suicide. I've found bodies hanging from from working in corrections and law enforcement. And not everybody will handle that that stuff the same way
1: right and I've always said that I feel like people in that have the jobs like that and they see things like that I think it should be mandatory that they have some kind of like mental health check after they have these experiences like maybe like a day or two later so you've had time to process it Mm -hmm. and not just somebody to be like Hey I heard about that thing that you did the other day. just want to check it in and make sure you're okay. yeah okay I'm, I'm fine thanks for checking in. okay great have a, have a great life right
2: but uh, things are getting better from a mental health standpoint now laws are laws are being passed where you can get workers comp for mental health issues but before is like okay that was then now you got to deal with the new situation at hand and get over it.
0: Right. And I think that's part of why there's been such an influx of law enforcement officers that have committed suicide because they're forced to deal with these things and they're forced to just tuck it away and move forward. You know,
1: I've shared this idea before where I feel like it should be mandatory for them to have like maybe like a 15 minute like mini therapy session after stuff like this happens. And I've had people in law enforcement say... If that was a thing, I would not be in law enforcement. I don't condone forcing people to have therapy. Maybe not forcing it, but offering the option. But like that's uh, what I'm saying. Like you offer the option, they're like, I don't need it. I'm fine. I deal it, with this kind of thing every day. I'm fine.
2: It, it's for that's because for a long time is frowned upon in the in that career field. And uh, there's supposed to be, after a critical incident, there's supposed to be critical instant debriefings. Mm-hmm. And I've been part of those, some of those debriefings where it's like, everybody good? Yeah, we're good because nobody wants to stand up and say anything because then, then
0: it's just, it just, then it puts a, a
1: target on your back, yeah. right? Like you're weaker than everybody. <laughs> right.
2: Then, or you get your su- supervisor or somebody higher up saying, okay uh now we gotta take you off the schedule that's one less person we gotta work with because you gotta go handle you gotta go handle your shift when you're going to be back and get back to work
1: yeah and i just (laughs) think that like instead of like asking are you good just like addressing whoever was in that scenario as a whole saying you might be feeling this or this you might be experiencing these kinds of thoughts here are some tools that you can have just in case and then that way like due diligence is done nobody is having to admit to these feelings and then they feel a little bit better because they've heard these encouraging words. Like, there are ways, and it's like, if you want a one-on-one, you can come talk to whoever and it's totally, like, private, anonymous, whatever. And, um, and you can get more information. You know, something.
2: Right.
0: But it's sad that even, I mean, with military, they see things that they shouldn't have to see, but they see it, and I get it, it's a career a path that they chose to be on.
1: But a lot of these are kids that decided on this path because they are recruited in high school when they were 17. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're getting into when you're 17. Right, years old. and
0: but I'm saying that regardless of their choice in this field, regardless if they choose to be in the law enforcement regardless if they choose to be in corrections, regardless if they choose to be a paramedic, a nurse, any of these jobs that require people to see things that are not things that our brains are able to process quickly and see it multiple times in a short period of time. All of these fields, yes, they're chosen careers, and yes, you know that if you're gonna be a nurse, that there's gonna be situations you have to handle. You know, if you're gonna be a paramedic, there's situations you're gonna see you're gonna have to handle. Same thing, law enforcement. Um, firefighters. firefighters. Any of them, right. you know this, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be afforded the ability to have mental health checks and to be able to say, dude, that I saw that and I'm not right right now. Right. Without having a target on their back for it. Right. right.
2: As if you say that, then all of a sudden you're, it's, okay, you sit on the sideline and, oh, by the way, you're not going to get paid because you're not working. And it's like, well, shit, I'm not going to say anything. I can't afford to not work.
0: Right right and that's what i think is is so sad is that
1: like it is such a stigma to have horrible things have an effect on you i think that you have more of a mental health issue if you see these terrible things and you actually are fine if you see terrible (laughs) things like that and you're like no i'm good you're like what is wrong with you that is not okay
2: pull up and see the worst thing that you can imagine worst accident and like oh that sucks for them <laughs> right
0: right and that's what i'm saying like all of these first responders and i i consider anybody in the nursing field medical field that has to deal with that they're first responders too they're seeing these things coming into the ER, they're seeing these things, coming into the operating room, and they're handling this daily, multiple times a day.
1: And you can't tell me it doesn't take a toll on their mental health. I mean, you know, you have somebody coming in that's been in a car accident and their arm is severed off and they're gushing blood out, they're the first person that's like you know yeah sure they already have a tourniquet on from the ambulance mm-hmm. but they're the ones that are seeing this arm and now they gotta fix it right get a doctor in there and get the surgery done
2: and you gotta stop and think about the dispatchers who the telecommunicators that are answering those 911 calls yeah. they're like, the you- first responders right. that get everything that hear everything that's going on before mm-hmm. anybody ever gets there and sees it
1: right mm-hmm. you know when i dated um the, you dated? The police officer. Yes, I dated a police officer. And you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you did <this>? yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Here's my eye twitch. <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: Um, and I remember he told me this story of um, like a murder-suicide kind of situation. There was children in the house and it was terrible. He told it in great detail. And normally, I can mentally handle stories like that because um, it's just a story for me. Um, I, know, I know people I that over there at that call. I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I didn't live it, so normally it's okay. I don't get night, have nightmares. I have really weird dreams, like, that's normal for me. Mm-hmm. I have very weird, vivid dreams every single night, but that night, I had night terrors. And, uh, like... Things right. I'm not going to repeat. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You weren't even present. Right, so it's like I can't even imagine how it affected him, and he's saying, no, I don't need therapy, I'm fine. And I'm like, you are really sick in the head if you witness this, and you're fine.
0: I think that after so. Some- after so long, they kind of become you become numb. numb to it, right? But that's not okay. No, no, and I'm not saying that that's okay. I'm saying, but that's what that's happens. That's what happens, but it's not because okay. it's been drilled into their head, especially in the military. You can't be weak,
1: right? If you want that, then you just need to get a real life RoboCop. You can't have humans doing this job if you don't want human emotion in it. You have a fuzzy in your microphone. I did. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have, um, you know, humans doing this kind of job if you want them to be completely numb.
0: That's what I'm saying. They're expected to not have... You need RoboCop. Emotions. You're not allowed to be... Or the Terminator. You need need
1: RoboCop for a police force, and you need Mm -hmm. the Terminator for a military, and there you go. Problem solved.
0: I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just... I think that there are so many avenues and so many different, um, opportunities to offer help. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and you know, like anybody who, who's out there, who's been considering getting therapy, but you're a little scared to try it out. Just know that your therapist legally cannot, um, say anything to anybody about anything unless you... Um, present that you're going to hurt yourself Or hurt somebody else Anything that you say in that room Or on, the, on a telehealth call it's confidential. Is confidential It's between you and your therapist yeah. And if you don't vibe with your therapist That's okay You don't have to give them time to like warm up Like Like I said, Lindsay and I clicked immediately And that's why I stuck with her but um if you don't click with your therapist you don't have to be like oh well, let me just give them another chance you can find a new therapist
0: oh yeah we went through that with kelsey she her her first uh, psychologist she had they were like immediately they bonded mm-hmm. um and then we went back for kind of a refresher and we had one visit and she was like ah, i don't like her i don't think that we're on the same page i don't think that this that i can talk to her and i said well that's your choice you know? right well
1: because the whole point is for you to be able to talk to them and, and that's what you're mm-hmm. paying for that's what your insurance is paying for
2: my therapist did the va but uh, he's awesome he's really
1: mm-hmm. awesome yeah i mean you really should have a therapist that's you know, obviously, there's that professional boundary, but they should feel like a friend. Like, it should feel like you're talking to your most trusted friend who is not going to judge you. Um, yeah, you have to have a comfort level. Right. You have to be able to...
0: But it's... That's, I mean, and that's what I, I try to tell um, both of my kids. You know, if you don't feel like you can talk to me, find somebody that you can talk to. Right. You know, you ha- you don't feel comfortable telling me something but you feel like you need to get it off your chest and find somebody can mm-hmm. talk to. You can't find somebody can talk to? You. Write it down. Write
1: right. it down. Right.
0: And if it's something that's really bothering you, write it down, rip it out, crumple it up and throw in the trash. Light right on fire. Right. Put it safely. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not with a flame thrower. Right. Just a match. <laughs> but it 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 sounds it sounds so silly, but it really does help release whatever it is that's bothering you. Yeah. It, it just like
1: Psychologically it helps you Yeah and, and like the visual of it Like going away yeah. Helps you process And throw, it. if throwing
0: in the trash Isn't good enough Like Laura said Light it on fire
1: Flush it down the toilet Don't do that well, t- if, if rip it up in teeny tiny little pieces of paper. And then flush it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> paper is biodegradable.
0: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there are ways. There are... Flush it down a public toilet. <laughs> <There's> a... <laughs> Go clog there. Make Go... it somebody else's toilet. <laughs> <Right. Right. laughs> Go clog the Jiffy store's toilet. <laughs>
1: but
0: yeah, there are, there are so many ways. If you just aren't to that place where you feel comfortable talking to somebody. Or you just are, you know, you haven't made that choice. There are other ways that you can... Work on your own mental health um, until you're ready to take the step to talk right. to somebody. Or get a
1: self-help book. There are so many out there. Um, and I have a couple that I can make recommendations on. Um, I, don't, I can't think of the author right off the top of my head, but I will um, post them on our Instagram page. It's underscore what the up is happening. And then before we wrap up, I do want to circle back to postpartum depression. Um, a lot of women don't even realize that they have postpartum depression. If you feel like your kids would be better off without you, or you feel like you're a terrible mom and you're totally screwing up your kids, um, I can tell you right now that you're not a terrible mom because terrible moms don't care if they're screwing up their kids. Um, And, Postpartum depression isn't necessarily for, you know, a limited amount of time after you've had your kid. It can last for years. So even if your kid is six, seven, eight years old, and you still feel like that, and you felt like that, maybe since your kid is born, you possibly have postpartum depression, and you can talk to your lady doctor. um, And it's not always easy easy to recognize, and you may think that it's nothing,
0: but... um...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when we had that patient, and... uh, she had gotten a car accident while she was pregnant mm-hmm. and she had her baby and she came back, she was really struggling, and uh, and then she called the office and she said, I'm I'm calling to cancel my appointment. She's like, but I, I don't know if I can talk to you about this. She's like, but I really she's like, I don't know what's happening. I feel like my baby would be better off without me. And my little one, my toddler, I've been lashing out at him, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't know why. And so it sounds like you might have postpartum depression. It's not in my scope. Um, but you can definitely talk to your OBGYN about it. And she when did I was
0: doing that's so I found myself lashing out at Kelsey and she was not even two yet.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and then I had resentment
0: towards him because he would go to work and then he would come home and he would hold Colton and Colton wouldn't cry, but I would hold Colton and he would cry. So then I had resentment towards him. Like why is he not why does he cry when I hold him? Why you know, why this, why that? Yeah. And I started I was just I struggled, I struggled bad.
1: And, you know, like, you know, normally they do like a little questionnaire thing that you fill out. And that tells them if you, sometimes it's a clear, concise answer. Sometimes it's a possibility that you may or may not. But then there are things that they can give you or and tools, you know, or therapists that they can refer to. Like there are options. If you are struggling with any kind of mental health issue, um, you don't have to live with that. There are things that... You can do to help yourself. If you.
2: And we're not um, talking about self-medicating. Right. No, no, no. no. You
1: know, marijuana is great. Um, but if you're using it to help your depression, you're actually not helping yourself. Um, you actually might be making it worse. So, um, you know, it's just something for everybody who's listening to think about. If you know somebody who needs help, um, there's also options for them and if you know somebody in the LGBT community there's also the Trevor project that will help um, those with the, those specific kinds of needs um, and uh, you know you, you just you deserve to be happy you deserve to have a wonderful fulfilling life well and
0: there's also um, if you don't feel like talking to somebody but you feel like you're in a bad place you can use your cell phone um you can dial 988 and you can actually text with somebody if that's what makes you more comfortable or if you need to talk to somebody you can call um it's 1-800-273-8255 it's the national suicide hotline if you're in a bad place don't wait to get you know till you get to a place where you can't pull back there is always somebody out there that's um that's willing to help.
1: And if you are in a low place like that, um, first of all, I'm sorry that you've found your, yourself in a, in a place like that where you're having those thoughts. Um, there are people out there who love you, who care about you. And uh, sorry, this topic hits, hits home for me. Um, nobody, I, even me, even if you're a total stranger, I do not want you to die that way. You deserve to live a long life and get married, have kids, see your grandkids get born and die at a very, very old age. You deserve to die when you're 120. Yeah, even if you feel like you're alone, you're not. You're never alone. And, you know, I, um, just want to say that whether you believe in God or not, I mean, I do. God, if anybody, God loves you. Jesus loves you. Um whatever higher power you believe in they love you Um, even if it's the
2: spaghetti monster right if any veterans are listening don't be afraid don't be ashamed to call the veteran crisis helpline they've helped me before just don't be afraid it's okay not to be okay
1: it is okay to
2: not be okay
1: and it's okay to want to be okay yes it's okay to ask for help yeah and, um, you know, if, if you guys also feel like, you know, you have nowhere to turn to, you can always message us. Um, it's me, Laura, who, uh, runs the, um, Instagram page. So if you want to message me on underscore what the up is happening and you just want to chat with somebody, I, um, as long as I am not in the middle of rubbing somebody, um, <laughs> I will reply to you.
0: Yeah. And if, if you just... Just need to vent yeah just send a message venting it out but
1: just... you can you can send me a, a long message and say don't reply just read it and that's what i'll do whatever you need if you just need a friend i will be that friend if you need me to, to point you in the right direction of you know how to get uh therapy or you know who to talk to or if you need a, a local church that will help you um, i can help you find those resources And um, if you feel like money is an issue, there is no amount of money in this world that is worth you struggling and losing your life. Right. You can always make the money back. And there are options for you if you don't have health insurance or if you're on a low budget.
0: Um, Help is out there regardless. Uh, You know, just uh, don't ever think you're alone.
1: Because you're not, you're never alone sorry to end it on kind of a heavy note, but it is a heavy topic. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if anything, if you are struggling with mental health issues, I hope that our um, podcast helps bring some love and light into your life with our giggles and our shenanigans and our mush mouth. Because um, <laughs> we can never seem to be able to talk. Um, and uh, have a happy Monday. And Monday, if if... One week of the day stood for depression. It would be Monday. So don't have a depressed Monday. Have a happy Monday because we want you to.
0: Sunshines and rainbows. And unicorns and (laughs) pooping butterflies. (laughs)
1: Pooping butterflies. Until next time. Adios.
0: (laughs)